Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Let It Flow podcast with Alexis and Carly, but not the Carly that you're used to. This episode is from Magnetizing Mindset, Carly Keen's podcast. So I was actually a guest on her podcast a few weeks ago, and I thought I'd also share it here because I think there's a lot of good nuggets of information that we share all about solo travel and the lessons learned, the spiritual growth, the things that we had to move through in order to solo travel because Carly just got back from four months in Asia traveling alone which is a dream of mine. I would love to go and do that, but we both have similar lessons learned. It doesn't really matter where you go or why you go. You end up getting that information, that self-reliance, and really learning who you are and how you show up in the world when it's just you to rely on at the end of the day. So this was a super fun conversation. We talk all about shifting into the energy of surrender, understanding that you can't control how everything pans out, and why we recommend solo travel to literally everybody. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. It was a fun one, and I hope to see you back here again soon. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Let It Flow podcast, hosted by your spiritual besties, Alexis and Carly. We're just two humans figuring things out, and we're here to share this community with you as an outlet for self-discovery and spiritual growth. This podcast is designed to open your mind with conversations that encourage you to ask bigger questions about mindset, spirituality, personal growth, and everything in between. We're passionate about gaining different perspectives on what the universe has to offer. And the one thing we found to be 100% true is that life is meant to flow. We're not here to tell you how to live your life, but to provide you with the tools and knowledge you need to create an experience that feels uniquely you. Tune in every week to awaken your potential and deepen your evolution. Whether you're all in on your personal growth journey or just starting out, let's flow together. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast and welcome to the show. Alexis, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm going to apologize in advance for my voice. Allergies are hitting me hard. I feel that. No, we were literally talking about it before. And I think Alexis with like a bit raspy, deeper voice is like (laughs) a little sexy. You know, whenever I have like a raspy voice, I'm like, oh, I kind of like it. I was saying I sound way sexier than I am (laughs) right now. Just and I said to that, so your voice is just catching up to the truth, <laughs> the truth of it all. Um, so Alexis and I actually recorded a podcast back in, I think, the beginning of February. But for divine reasons, that podcast has magically disappeared. <laughs> but the beauty of Alexis and I chatting is we both have a common shared background and interest and passion for travel, especially like solo travel. So now that I'm back from my travels and I know Alexis has like a past with um, doing some travel as well, we figured we'd sit down and kind of record a podcast for you guys all around travel, leaving your comfort zone, how travel can help you expand and grow in quantum leap and just talk a bit about our um, experiences and also like what we've learned as a result and also give you guys some pointers and tips if you're looking to do some travel, some backpack within and outside of the U.S. So 
I think this is just going to be a fun, uh, a fun conversation. I'm really excited to have it with you. But before we dive in, I would just love to know your sun, moon and rising um, just so the, the listeners can kind of get like a little vibe for you. And then we'll dive into the heart of the episode. <laughs> Absolutely. I am a Taurus sun. Libra moon and Aquarius rising. I like to kind of describe myself as feeling like a balloon with a rock at the bottom. Um, <laughs> like the Taurus wants me to create a home and like make everything beautiful around me and be in one spot and like be stable, reliable, you know, mm-hmm. all that. And then I have Aquarius rising <laughs> and Libra moon that's just like, I just want to experience life. I just want to like go out oh, and yeah. do cool things. Like, screw that, sell everything. Let's go travel. So I've done a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the travel comes in. I I sold every like uh, not everything, but a lot of my things in 2021 and decided to solo travel and drive out to the western US by myself. I stayed with a lot of friends and family, but I just like needed to get out. Like I didn't really, I can't really describe what it was I was looking for, but I just knew that Mm -hmm. whatever it was, I like couldn't stay in one spot. So like Mm -hmm. I satisfied that feeling of I need to just go, go, go. And then where I'm at now, I'm back in Minneapolis and I'm in a new build high rise cookie cutter apartment that I am making into a little home. So now I'm satisfying, satisfying that stability side of me, Mm -hmm. but my heart still wants to travel. So it's a back and forth for me. And I'm trying to figure out what life, what an ideal life will look like for me. So slowly Mm -hmm. but surely. Yeah. I feel like it all kind of unravels with each experience you have. And I can definitely relate to just that kind of desire within for adventure and just knowing that the growth that you need to do needs to be done somewhere else. Like I feel like after, you know, growing up in a place, maybe going to school for some time, being in a job for some time, you kind of feel like you've learned everything that that experience will provide you. And to really allow yourself to grow further um, and expand further, you kind of have to leave your current comfort zone. And I feel like that, yeah, that Aquarius energy within you, I can totally see it. And the, the balance between the Taurus and the Aquarius and the Libra is so like divine. I love that you have a bit of grounding within you because um, for me, I <laughs> do not have much earth at all in my chart. So I'm like very airy, fairy, water, and air. So I just want to travel a lot now that I've got a touch of it. So now that I'm back home, it's a bit harder. But we're going to dive into all of that during our chat today. But I would just love to, I guess you kind of talked a little bit about it just now in your answer, but I'd love to tap into like what really brought this idea and urge to go out and travel. Like where were you in your life when you were like, yes, I want to do this now? Yeah, I want to preface that my family loves to travel. So I'm very blessed that I grew up going on family vacations. Like, yes, some of them were to like Disney World, those kind of typical family trips. But we've, I went to Europe in high school for a choir trip. So that really opened things up to me early. I would say most kids at age 16 mm-hmm. don't get to go see some of the oldest buildings in the world and experience different cultures in that way. And that really just changed things for me. And coming back from that, it's, I'm sure you can relate coming back because you were just in Asia mm-hmm. that you've seen some things that most people will never see in their lives and can't relate to you on. Like you can try to describe the feeling you get 
when you're looking at something that's ancient, but like you just kind of feel out of place when you come back. So I've kind of felt that way just because I love traveling. I love meeting new people and experiencing new cultures. And there's a lot of people I would say I only have experience living in the Midwest, but -hmm. there's a lot of people here that just don't care to see anything. They don't care to go. And I just can't relate. So there's, that's just kind of a, a background on me. I've always enjoyed traveling and had been exposed to different cultures and people at a young age, very blessed and thankful for that. But for me wanting to leave, I graduated college from the University of Minnesota in 2019, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just in time. Thank God. Me too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Lucky Um, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Carly went to the University of Minnesota, which is just absolutely wild. Mm -hmm. So then I applied to corporate jobs. I was getting this icky feeling every single time I applied. So I stopped applying and decided to waitress. That was always my summer job, my fallback. Um, I knew I could make some cash and just take a break and exist and live life for a sec. Um, So I did that and just my lease was up. I did it for two years. It was mid-COVID, like just not a good experience at that time. And I just needed to leave and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it's a weird feeling when you get a degree and everybody says, Mm -hmm. oh, you get a degree and then you get the job, right? Like that's the next thing. But then I got the degree and realized I didn't want the job. And so then what? Like they don't tell you what to do when that happens. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I needed to do something. So I actually started really paying attention to what I was doing in my spare time that I was either good at or interested in. And I was watching so many YouTube videos because we were still locked inside for the most part. And I was watching tons of like Kara and Nate for anybody into travel. I'm sure you've heard of Kara and Nate. They've done van life. They've traveled to over 100 countries. I was watching Eamon and Beck. They're really well-known van lifers. I was following van life Facebook pages, kind of like learning how to camp by reading. I've had never been an outdoorsy person. And I was like, oh my God, okay. I'm apparently very interested in this. And I just, all I want to do is travel. How can I make that happen? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know how I can do it. And I decided to trade in my car to travel West because I knew that the way I was living wasn't what I wanted for myself. And I just had this urge to make a drastic change. So I like to tell people you do not have to do it as drastically as you and I did it. Like you went to Asia for four months and I decided to drive across the country alone for three months. (laughs) You definitely don't have to do that. It could be as simple as a vacation to a place that's different than you would ever choose Mm -hmm. and make it like a weekend thing. It doesn't have to be months long, but I had been living as like a type A organized following the path person. And those qualities were no longer helping me be the person that I want to be because the person I wanted to be was spontaneous, adventurous, trying new things. And it just didn't work. And I actually journaled it out and wrote that down. And I knew I needed to change that. So traveling for an extended period of time, it was impossible to plan, first of all. So I didn't even try. I actually planned the first two weeks because I wouldn't put the car in drive if I didn't. So I planned out the first couple of weeks. I knew where I was staying. And then after that, it was just flying by the seat of my pants, making decisions in the morning of where I wanted to go, um, saying yes to things that I wouldn't normally say yes to, and just really challenging myself. So that's what kind of spurred me to go was that I just knew the life I was living was not what I wanted in the long run, but I didn't know what I wanted in the long run. 
So I needed to figure that out. And that can cause some <laughs> anxiety yeah. um, and just feeling lost and purposeless. And mm-hmm. I knew that I had the savings to do it and that I just had this inner knowing that this is what I needed to do as well. That's also one of the spiritual things you can't explain mm-hmm. where I just knew I had to go. I didn't know who I was going to meet or where it was going to lead, but I needed to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh my God. I feel like we're, we were like, our, our paths have been so similar that sometimes it like scares me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I we like literally met online Alexis and I and then we learned that we both were living in the Midwest we both graduated from the University of Minnesota we were like just so many things aligned between us and like even you just explaining how you kind of got the urge to go on this trip and to travel was very similar to my own experience as well of just I mean for me I was also very much type A wanted to be in control of everything and Throughout my healing journey, that's something that I've really shifted. And I always come back to the the first meditation that I'd ever done. I had a visual come through of like this kind of goddess-like energy. It was me, but so grounded and so trusting of the universe and just was like being held and wasn't in control. And I was like, who the, who the fuck is that? But then I realized that it was me. And after that meditation, I've always been like, oh my God, like maybe that's something that I am capable of becoming like someone who's like go with the flow and just in my power but not always needing control because I know that I'm going to be okay and so ever since that meditation I think I was like 17 when that happened my journey of healing kind of evolved in a way in which I became that person like someone that is more laid back and chill and go with the flow, which is completely different from who I was growing up. And even at the beginning of college, (laughs) like I was so like, I need to plan everything out. I need to control everything. I need to have everything. Like I need to know every possibility that could go wrong before I make a decision. (laughs) If somebody changed plans on a Friday and tried to toss something in my calendar that Mm -hmm. I did not plan for the amount of anxiety I'd have of like I don't have time to get ready I didn't plan for this I didn't put it in there like this is so annoying I would get frustrated Mm -hmm. yeah I really same I that literally was me and as many of you know I've been very open on my podcast about it I struggled with an eating disorder and with that everything was planned out from my meals to my workouts to like everything was so rigid there was no room for intuition or like the universe to hand me anything because when you're in such a controlling energy I feel like there's no room for the universe to help you because you are just like, no, I need to do it all. I need to be in all the control. You you don't allow other people, the universe, you know, just guidance from like your family or friends to like really step in and support you. And so I just really felt like all the weight was on my shoulders and just like very hostile. Things would just piss me off so easily if it didn't go the way that I had planned. It would really throw me off guard. Like you were mentioning, like I would get anxious if someone changed plans or, you know, something just wasn't as I thought it would be. I'd get upset. So for me to shift kind of more into an energy of like go with the flow and being able to just like sit back and be held by others and be shown the way was something so different. And for me, I really think that at the beginning of my travels, I had thought I was so much in that energy already. But I just realized that 
I wasn't completely because the second that I took the leap and I started solo traveling, I realized that like you mentioned, you can't plan things out. Like I tried to plan out the first like two weeks just so at least I would know where I was staying and stuff. But then with time, I realized you can't plan things out. You don't know how long you're going to want to stay in a city. You don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know the experiences that are about to come your way. So you really are forced to shift into that energy of more feminine, like healed feminine and healed masculine. I feel like my energy just completely shifted during my travels. So I'm really, I'm really glad to hear that that also happened for you. And something that I really want to touch on is just like how clarity comes through action. I feel like for you, you were like, you know, I really don't know what I want to do, but I know that this is my next step. What kind of experiences that did you have in your travels that allowed you to reach a little bit of clarity or just allowed you to have experiences that really shaped who you were becoming during your travel so that when you got home, you almost felt like maybe you, you were like a different person? I don't know. That's such a deep question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reflecting. I was experimenting with different things while I was traveling. So I wasn't just, you know, going on adventures and walking around cities all the time. I was also trying to figure out what I wanted to do for income. Like, in yeah. we need money. That's just how it works here. Mm -hmm. So I was experimenting with uh, social media management for a family friend. She needed somebody and I was like, sure, like, let's try it out. And then she wanted to start a podcast. So I actually taught myself how to record, edit, start a whole podcast for her. Um, and it all comes full circle because everything that I learned to do for her is now serving me. Mm. And I got pretty much paid to learn how to do it, which is incredible. So grateful for that experience and the faith that she had in me to just, you know, figure things out. So I was experimenting with that. I was experimenting with filming, experimenting with graphics and design and just kind of going with it as I traveled and trying to mimic the life that I thought I wanted. I was seeing all these people traveling and working on the road and actually experiencing how that works, like finding Wi-Fi and making my own hours. I had never done that before mm -hmm. and kind of just putting myself in the position to experience firsthand what looks good on paper and just, you know, acting it out the best I could really helped me see what I liked and disliked about that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I think you don't know until you know. Mm -hmm. And it all looks so good and happy and free on social media. And then you actually do it and realize, wait, maybe I actually do like the stability of having set work hours, even if I am working for myself or mm -hmm. figuring out what times of day work for you and and all of that. So I think traveling in that way, while I was searching for what I would like to do for maybe a career or a job was very helpful. And then I was introduced to mindset coaching along the way, started to drop into my social media channels. And then the person I was doing um, social media management for was actually a therapist and she mentioned life coaching, but I really shrugged it off multiple times. I just didn't understand what it was. So I didn't pay any mind to it. And then I actually went to Italy for three months to stay with a friend living over there after I did my road trip. So I road tripped for three months, 
went home for the holidays for a, literally a week, repacked, and then got dropped at the airport and flew to Italy for three months. So I was gone for That's six crazy. months. I, traveling. I didn't realize that th- that was like happened in that order, <laughs> like back to yeah, back. Back to back. It was August to December, went home for a week, did Christmas. Um, actually, we flew to, I think that was the year we flew to Florida for Christmas. So I went home, washed my clothes, repacked, flew to Florida with my family, left a suitcase in the city with my uncle. So I went to Florida, came back, swapped things out of my suitcase, left my other suitcase at my uncle's, flew to Italy. Mm -hmm. So I had to pack for Florida and Italy (laughs) and then flew over there, lived out of my suitcase over there. But oh, and the mindset coaching. So craziest thing happened. I got to Italy and you have to get a different SIM card in your phone Mm -hmm. to use your phone over there. And I am so convinced that everything happens for a reason. Like that's when things, I mean, things started really falling into place when I was traveling and just saying yes to things and trusting my instinct and going with the flow. But then I got to Italy and I put that SIM card in and that messes with your social media feeds and your geolocation. And I got an advertisement for a coaching program that I seriously don't think I would have seen unless I was in Italy with that SIM card at that time because she was a coach from Germany. And mm-hmm. why would I ever have seen that in the US? I just don't think no, I would have. That's so So divine. I ended up <laughs> signing up for that coaching program. And so now I have an NLP certification and I learned all about energetics and EFT and all of these things that I'm talking about, I had never heard of before. It doesn't even make sense that I signed up for it because it's so unlike me. I'm such a researcher. I normally dig into it and would Google everything about it, but I read the title and was like, I don't understand what any of that is, but for some reason I feel the need to learn about it. So I signed up for her coaching program and it was a six month program. It was a big commitment. It was a big financial and time commitment to do. And so while I was in Italy, I was going through that certification and also working with a business coach. So I just really dove head first and was like, I don't know, I'm just going to trust my instincts with all of it and say yes to, you know, all these trainings and mm-hmm. see where it leads. And like going night and day right there, like from the person you yeah. left home as to like who you were becoming within that six months was like someone so different but also exactly what you felt called to walk into like yeah exactly I just started seeing how everything fell into place when I would just say yes without understanding what the whole outcome will be I think you could probably relate I used to research and like you said like figure out what's the outcome what are all the possible pros and cons and what are the million different ways that this could turn out and instead of doing that because only one of them is going to happen and there's no way for you to know which outcome is going to happen. So just say yes and actually experience the moment and see what happens. Things started falling into place once I just started saying yes to Mm. things that might not make sense. Like, Oh, I love that. Yeah. There's just a lot that I would not have experienced if I had held on so strongly to my former personality, I guess you can put it that way. And just Um, like not knowing everything, if you held on to needing to know everything, like you would have never taken the leap of like signing up for the program or even like looking into it as a possibility for you. I feel like you would have stayed closed off to it because with stuff like that, where it's like unknown territory, you're never going to know 
really what's going to happen. If it's something you've never done before, how can you know what's going to happen? So like if you live in a way that you only take action when something is when you know every single outcome, like you're going to stay in your comfort zone your entire life. You're never actually going to really evolve and expand in the ways that you could because you only stick to what you know 100%. So you really had to let go of that identity of needing to know everything to even be able to be open to experiencing this new path that was calling you so clearly. And I feel like in so many ways that happened to me as well. Like I remember at the start of my travels, um, I had like a really big, like it was kind of like the universe like gave me a slap in the face to kind of like make me release the control that I was trying to have. Because I remember when I first started solo traveling, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, Alexis. It's like, I felt so awkward at the start. Like, I just felt like everyone was like, oh my God, she she doesn't know what she's doing. This is her first time being alone. She like has no clue. Like I just felt so awkward in everything I did. And for those reasons, I was trying to control things still at the start of like, um, you know, controlling like we're like trying to figure out where I was going to stay a month in advance and like all this stuff, which you just realize you can't do. <laughs> you also won't want to once you start no. going. Yeah, I, once you have that anytime- momentum. I would book things. I only booked a couple things in advance and both times I just felt frustrated by it because I'm like, I don't want to go yet. I don't want to leave yet. Or vice versa, you're in a spot and you're like, holy shit, I need to leave this place ASAP. But my new reservation is not for a couple days. Yeah. Just chill the fuck out. Yeah. Right. Book it when you need it. Exactly. But like to get to that place of just learning, like book it when you need it, book it when your intuition's telling you to, like was hard to get to, especially coming from like that planned out kind of energy. And like mm-hmm. when you're, yeah, when you're leaving your comfort zone to feel like you have some sort of stability, you try to, I feel like control things sometimes. So that's just what I was doing. So I ended up um, before I left for travels, try to book out things like for the next like two, three, four weeks, I think even. Um, and I ended up booking online like this random villa. Um, and so after like my first, I think, yeah, first few weeks, like I was going to go to this villa and this is like the universe, I think literally like smacking me and just being like, girl, you can't control everything. Basically, I'm going to this villa and I'm like in a car with this driver and he's driving around for like 30 minutes and we can't find the villa. He's like, I don't know where it is. I can feel his energy starting to get frustrated, like, because, I, you know, I'm taking up his time. Like, this is potential clients for him to be like driving around. And I just realized, like, I booked a freaking fake villa, like, and I already paid online and everything. And in that moment, I had to like act quick and just find like a random reservation. Like so many of the places around like were booked out for some reason in the area we were in. So I literally just had to go to this hotel and book a really expensive room um, so that I could have a place to sleep. But I just remember arriving into the hotel room and just like sitting down and it was like the lesson clicked for me and my energy shifted in that moment. I it like clicked for me. I started laughing and I was like, oh my God, this is the universe showing me that I can't be so uptight and try to control everything. Like the way that I think it needs to be maybe isn't what actually needs to happen. And so I just remember sitting in like this bougie ass hotel room, <laughs> like laughing to myself, being like, 
oh my god like you just need to chill the fuck out like just let it go because you can't control everything and even like look at this situation it didn't go to plan and you were still fine so no matter what Mm -hmm. happens no matter how bad it gets you're always going to be okay you're always going to be supported but you just need to allow your intuition to guide you and allow the universe to help you out and stop trying to be in control all the time. And then after after that experience, it was like this energetic shift. And that's when I kind of started flowing more with my travels and just like I got to the point in which it was the same day. I had an hour before needing to check out and I hadn't even booked my next place, <laughs> which in some situations, like I wouldn't always recommend that, but like it was totally fine. That's the energy that I ended up shifting into. Um, but I feel like everybody has that travel story that's just pivotal for them Mm -hmm. and the moment I really started trusting that everything just works out for some unknown reason like I cannot get over Albuquerque New Mexico Mm. I didn't know anybody in the state of New Mexico and I happened to be driving through Albuquerque the weekend of the hot air balloon festival which how the f did that line up it's one weekend out of the year and I did not plan that So awesome. It's hot air balloon weekend, but also hotel rates are jacked up because it's so busy and everything is booked. And I couldn't really spontaneously book I because $300 for a night, I can't do that. So I happened to stay with my grandma in Tucson and her neighbor was from Albuquerque, whose niece still lived in Albuquerque, who happened to be out of town. And the lady called her niece and said, Hey, my, my neighbor's granddaughter's here and she's coming through Albuquerque. Any chance she can stay with you guys? And they're like, well, do you trust her? And she's like, yeah, she seems like cool, normal. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, cool. Thanks for vouching for me. And she let me stay in their house. They were out of town. I practically housed up for them, had a whole house to myself. She introduced me to their neighbors so that if I needed anything, I had someone to talk to. Very nice. Um, and everything just started falling into place. So I didn't have a place to stay, fell into place. I showed up in Albuquerque with no plans and I contacted somebody my grandparents met one time when they were going to church there. And she gave me a free ticket to a tram up a mountain, completely booked out by the way, no tickets left. I got a free ticket, went to go on the tram, two hour wait. I was like, I have nothing else to do. I'll put in my headphones. It's nice outside. Two minutes later, they say, hey, is there a single rider here that wants to hop on the next tram? And I was at the back of the line and I was the only one alone because everybody goes with family. So I was like, me. So I skipped the two hour line, went up the mountain. I met some strangers on the tram, talked to them because they were from Wisconsin and just I chatted about the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah, Midwest. We all talked to each other. Went up the mountain, whatever. I was like, okay, bye. Like never see you again. I went to the Hot Air Balloon Festival by myself in the dark at 3 a.m. because you have to go in the middle of the night and sat on a field that was like 10 football fields big, randomly sat down to enjoy my coffee alone, look at the stars, and I overheard somebody's conversation. And I just do this when I travel. I just talk to strangers and butt Mm -hmm. in. And they were like, Alexis, is that you? And I'm like, no way is it the people from the tram. I turn around, what? it's the people from the tram. And they were like, come hang out with us. Like walk around the festival with us. You don't have to do this alone. And Aww. so I hung out with this random family. <laughs> um, I went to lunch at a restaurant that was completely booked out again because it was all families. I go in and say, hey, is there room for one person? And they're like, the bar is completely empty. Go sit up there. Didn't have to wait. 
Wow. Went and sat at the bar. I sat by an employee who's like, hey, we have a salsa factory in the back. You want a tour? I toured a salsa factory. I'm like, Albuquerque, just, I don't know how any of this happened, but like, mm-hmm. sorry, that was really long-winded, but the amount no, I of love that. like, non-like coincidences, but like, no, there's no way that all of that fell together. It was zero issues in that yeah. way. Yeah. And that was the part of my trip that just really opened my eyes to holy shit like everything really does work out if you just chill the fuck out Mm -hmm. and go with the flow a little bit and say yes Mm -hmm. to things like there were a million times I could have said no in that entire story and like not Mm -hmm. called the lady for the tram and just not gone into the restaurant because the parking lot was full or said no to the guy at the counter because I could have talked myself into thinking that it was dangerous like obviously use your best judgment. Like don't go into a factory with a stranger if you think you're going to get murdered. Okay. Yeah. Like it was a nice person and an actual employee, (laughs) but that's that's what really just, it shook me. I was, I drove out of Albuquerque, like almost in tears. Like I didn't want to leave. And I have not met anybody else that really loves Albuquerque that much. It's not necessarily a city that people dream of going to, but I just had so many experiences there that just shook me that I'm like I would love to go back they were like so divine like everything was just flowing to you because for the first time you weren't the one trying to control everything and trying to plan everything out and I honestly feel like when you start to kind of like yeah you 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 take you know you you go from needing to be in control driving the vehicle like super fast to being like all right like i'm going to be a passenger princess like that's kind of my energy was the shift of like shifting oh my into God. like passenger princess <laughs> energy it just be passenger like, princess of your life i yeah. love that like that's really honestly the only way that i can explain it to people is you just have to be willing to allow yourself to not be in the the driver's seat. Like, yeah, you, you, you control, you know, you still have control over what you do yourself. Like when situations present themselves, I think you have to have a level of self-trust within that. Like, no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. I got my back. I'm going to be supported. Um, so I think it does take a level of self-trust, but no matter what, like you learn everything you need to learn when you're on a trip, especially by yourself, like everything, every situation I was in, I was always able to make it through, even if it didn't go to plan. And maybe that meant I had to learn something along the way. But I was always so supported, even like in the like worst situations. Like, like for instance, I had a, an experience in which I stepped on a sea urchin. <laughs> it was so painful. Not good. But I was at the beach and yeah, just randomly went in, stepped on a sea urchin um, that's a whole nother story. I was like on basically an island in which had really weird juju. Like, let's just put that out there. It was weird. So many weird experiences happened on this island. But one of the times was like I stepped on the sea urchin and randomly I was with a friend who like she was like, I'll drive you on my moped. Like, I know how to clean it. I know I, I've like worked with like I don't know, like veterinarian kind of stuff. Like I know how to clean wounds. And so she just helped me out and she like helped me get everything out. She made me feel very comforted. But like with her there, like it was just like this person that was there just 
by divine presence that could support me in that time. And in any situation like that, I've always been very held. Like even when I got food poisoning, got food poisoning, that wasn't great either. But it was like at the most perfect time for me to get food poisoning because I was in a city in which there wasn't much to do. So I could just like chill out and rest. And I also had like everything that I needed to be okay. So it's like in moments, even if it's not like a good situation, like if you allow yourself to lean on kind of like guidance of others, support of others and support and guidance of the universe and just kind of stop trying to have all the control, even when you want to have all the control, you are kind of handed what you need. You're always handed the people, the experiences, the places that will help you learn and grow and like go into the next step. So I love. I have a question for you because I think anybody that lives their life differently and does something out of the ordinary is probably confronted with this. But people have come up to me and said, like, you're so inspiring. You're so brave. Like, you just do things. Like, how do you do that? Like, don't you worry about X, Y, Z? And I just want to know how you respond to that. Because now that you've done something so out of the ordinary, traveling to Asia maybe isn't so out of the ordinary, but going alone and doing it for the extended length of time that you did. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced people reaching out to you like, oh my gosh, like, how did you do that? Like, Mm -hmm. I can only, like, I can't imagine doing that. Or people kind of escalate it into this thing that they just can't believe they could ever do. Yeah. And then me sitting back, I'm like, I'm just a regular human who just, like, I put the car in drive, like, step one. I I pressed on the gas pedal, step two. Like, very, very little steps. And I'm like, that's all it takes is, like, step by step, stop blowing it up into a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. But how do you respond to people if, like, have people called you that, like, brave or adventurous? And Yeah. Like, they, like I didn't identify with those words at that mm-hmm. time. So when people would call me that or tell me that I was that while I was doing the thing, I didn't feel like I was. And since yeah. then, I feel like I would call myself like it was a brave oh, and adventurous yes, thing. So like, <laughs> so like I had to really like kind of adopt that into my de- identity. Mm-hmm. And so when people would say it to me, I would deny it for a long time. And so I was just wondering like how your experience is with that um, when people like ask you about your travels. Yeah, I definitely had that even before I left, like telling people like, oh, I'm going to go travel in Southeast Asia. Like, I don't know how long we'll see. Um, People would be like, oh my God, like that's crazy. Like a lot of people would be kind of like shocked, like just like in like, oh my God, like I like it just it elicits fear in them because they're like, oh, I, I don't think I could ever do that. Like, how are you doing that? And I always respond with like, it was scary. Like, it was really scary. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I but I had this this desire to do it. And what I've learned is if there's something that you want to do and you really feel called to do it, even if you're really scared, even if you don't know how it's going to work out, you always find a way. And so I always tell people like, I'm no different than you. I was extremely scared to do it. I had my doubts. I didn't know what I was going into, but I did it despite the fear and I did it despite it being uncomfortable. And I feel like people always want like a step by step. Like, how did you do this? How did you get over the fear? How did you, you know, find the courage to do this? Like at the end of the day, anyone who does anything that is like out of the ordinary does it with a shit ton of fear. They do it with it being extremely uncomfortable, but they still do it. And I think that's what sets people apart from like thinking of the ordinary and the like out of the ordinary is like 
just doing things that are scary and uncomfortable. Like you just do it despite the fear. And I think like, that's honestly, yeah, that's what I tell people when they're like, how did you do it? I'm like, I was uncomfortable. I was scared and I did it anyways. And I, I did it even though I didn't know every single step. And it was my first time backpacking was my first time in Southeast Asia. It was my first time doing any travel alone. Of course, I was scared, but I just did it anyways. I got on the plane and I remember like when my parents dropped me off at the airport in Chicago, I was so fucking nervous. Like I was like straight up about to have a panic attack. And like I remember just feeling so uncomfortable. And this is actually this this probably was the first experience where I was like, okay, I'm gonna be fine. Um basically like I get to the airport and I'm checking in and the guy's like, do you have the COVID app downloaded and verified that you have all your COVID records in there and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, like I literally thought of everything I needed to get into Indonesia. I had like the, all the visas, the things, the documents, all of that ready to go. But I didn't have this one thing. And it was like midnight. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get all my documents from like, I don't even know where they are. Like, in the U.S., we don't have, like, a government-approved COVID vaccine document. Like, you have to get it from, you know, Walgreens or CVS or, like, wherever you got the COVID shots from. And so to get into Indonesia, I needed that. And so I'm, like, they're panicking. My parents are like, yeah, you're going to figure it out, right? And I was like, well, I have to because I board the plane in, like, 45 minutes. And they weren't going to let me on unless I figured it out. So... I remember just being so overwhelmed, like freaking out, trying to figure it out. I'm already like in fear because I'm leaving my parents to go to Southeast Asia, get on this plane alone. And I'm like freaking out. I'm trying to figure out how to like download this app, how to figure all this out. And um, finally, like after 30 minutes of panic, I I like literally, you know, when you're in panic, you don't actually care what you look like anymore. Um and I was just asking random people for help. Like, I was like, how do you do this? Like, even though I was very nervous to talk to anyone, I just like in that moment of fear, I did what I needed to do to get assistance. And that's also something you learn is like, even if you're scared to reach out to people, if you're in a time where you really need people, you will ask them. You you just will forget that they even will like, you don't even care about judgment or anything. You're just going to ask. And people are so ask. helpful. They're so helpful. They're People are meant to be interacted with. That sounds like the stupidest advice, but in our day and age when people just don't talk to each other and we Google everything, honestly, the fastest way to find a hack is to ask a person that's local or that has already done it. So just mm -hmm. talk to people. Anyway, continue. Yes. No, and that's so true because in that moment, I realized like, oh my God, there's so many people around me that can help me right now. And through just asking like the plane attendant and someone sitting next to me I figured out how to get all my documents how to upload it and like I was so relieved because I had to board the plane at that point in like two minutes um but I figured it out and I was like okay like that was a stressful situation but I just made it through and I I realized in that point like I'm gonna figure it out like there's people around me no matter what if I'm in doubt if I'm scared I was so scared to navigate the airports as well that became super easy like that was just a fear that built up in my head so so mm -hmm. much of the fear that people have of leaving their comfort zones of doing things that are different out of the ordinary out of your normal routine it's really in your head <laughs> like the fear that you feel is internal and it's it's just because you haven't yet 
really stepped into that territory. So to really like move past that and move past the fear, like the only thing you can do is to take action despite having the fear. And after you realize that, you know, you've taken the action and yeah, it was a bit scary, but you made it through, the fear starts to dissolve more and more. And after a certain amount of time in my travels, like the fear was no longer there. Yeah. If I went into a new situation, I was trying something new. I would feel fear again and I would notice it. I'd say, Hey, fear, like I see you. Um, I did a lot of work during my travels and calling my like masculine energy forward. So I do like a lot of visualization if I was ever in a time of like just feeling a bit like scared or just fearful, I would call my like my masculine energy forward to like hold myself basically. And like I have this meditation that I found on YouTube that I do, but it's basically like you call forward your energy and it's like a a panther that steps forward and it's like this animal and it hugs you. And I just started to do that in any time that I felt fear. And I was just like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm okay. I'm held. I've got myself. So Mm -hmm. that was like a really long A long story mixed no, in there. There's nothing. Sorry. <laughs> it's just just Alexis. Uh, oh my god, my voice. With, yeah, but there's totally nothing good. that will make you <laughs> force you to be more present <laughs> ever mm-hmm. in your life than traveling solo. Because just thinking about that, like you were probably walking to the airport wondering like what the next four months are gonna bring, kind of daydreaming about what that might be like. And then you're confronted with something you have to solve and none of that matters. Like you are paying attention to the present moment, 100% trying to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And that was another thing that I really knew I needed to travel for was being present because I would, I'm like, I'm a daydreamer. I'm, I'm, I am, I know that I love visualization. And now that I've learned to use it as a tool rather than envisioning a life that's just better than what I have now. Mm-hmm. instead of visualizing a life that I can create. Like there's de- definitely different mindsets around visualization. And if you can learn to use it as a tool, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. If you're using it as an escape, it's not as much of a good thing. I was definitely an uh, escapist. I would just like lay in bed at night Likewise. and think of like, and like make up all these things. But I had to get out of my head and I couldn't like I literally could not do that on my travels because I didn't know what the next day was going to bring. Mm-hmm. So there was no daydreaming about what it would be like to visit Zion National Park because I had never seen a picture. I didn't know when I was going. I didn't know anything about it. So I showed up with zero expectations, which is also a very powerful thing because when you visualize and think ahead, like you're just going to either be let down or like it's not going to match up what you thought. And so it's just not going to be anyway, you like go into things with zero expectations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so all you have is a great time or or a great lesson. Mm -hmm. So it really taught me to be present and to be self self self-reliant, which was something I wanted to practice as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like, I feel like as well, like I just had so many things that I had thought I kind of mastered or not mastered, like we are obviously always growing and evolving, but just certain things that I really felt like I had like solidified into my core, like had already done the work on. And as I was traveling, it was like, I just kept being cracked wide open and just kept learning and evolving and like growing on stuff that I already thought like I had grown and evolved on. Um, 
So like that kind of brings me to like this idea that like travel really does allow us to quantum leap. And I would love to know, like, just for you to reflect back on like who you were when you did leave and who you were when you were returning home from Italy. Like if you could just give a little short synopsis of how travel allowed you to quantum leap and like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what this question is, but just like your idea is like, it. yeah, how travel can allow you to like grow and quantum leap and like how you did it despite fear. I would say that more than anything, that break and being alone in particular really helped me solidify what my values are, what I believe about the world and release what wasn't serving me or what wasn't helping me become the person that I saw myself being. Because when I left, I was still in the values of like, I need to find something. I need to find my my purpose, which I believe everyone has a purpose, but purpose meaning more of a career or a job, a physical material thing. And I kind of released that. And I also was leaving with other people's fears, like, aren't you afraid of being kidnapped? Like, what, yeah. what if you'd, like, die in a ditch somewhere? Like, are you going to mm-hmm. sleep on the side of the road? And, like, people throwing all these ridiculous fears at me. And I just kind of released that. Like, I learned to work with my own fear and use it as a tool, again, to to guide me. And having that time to really focus on what I want and who I want to be was very, very helpful. when I left. As we've talked about this, we've been talking about spirituality things. And let's be clear, I went to a Lutheran church school for 10 years. I was very much like Jesus, the Bible. I'm not shitting on religion because I was very, very in it for a long time. And I have just more recently in the last year kind of come to terms with what I believe about spirituality. So the traveling in 2021 really helped me solidify what I believe about myself and about life. And then since then, I have gotten into, once I got into coaching and I did that NLP training, so that's mindset, subconscious, energetics, tapping, it like escalated. And the books I was reading kind of shifted from mindset, personal growth into spirituality. And I started reading more about that. I started being open to the idea of like, what does this religion believe? And like, why do they believe it so strongly? Like, why are they so passionate about it? Because they believe it just as much as I believed what I did. Um, And so being really open to that, and that has escalated a lot. So yes, I'm into tarot tarot cards and oracle cards, and I am a human design reader now. If you would have told me in early 2021 that I would be a human design reader, first of all, I didn't know what that was. (laughs) I had never heard of it. And second, I would have seen that there was astrology involved in it, and I probably would have been like, okay, bullshit, like whatever. It's just kind of like a whatever. I'm so into it now, you guys. Like (laughs) I can't, I love it. Like I'm making my own business out of it and it's just changed so much. My, my friends and family will vouch for that, that I just have completely shifted. And I think it's just because I was denying so many parts of myself that just didn't make sense or it didn't make sense to the people around me. Mm. And once I took myself out of that and was alone and able to make my own decisions day to day and just started trusting my interests, I'm like, because as a niche example, I felt such an aversion to astrology for a long time. Like, oh no, that's bad. I can't believe, I can't read it. Like I've been told for so long, like that stuff is like witchcraft. I can't touch it. So I had such a strong aversion to it. And I'm like, okay, 
I'm obviously drawn to it if I'm forcing myself to stay away from it so hard. Mm-hmm. So let's just be curious and there's nothing wrong with curiosity. Like, let's just see where it leads and like releasing that and realizing that, that it was all thoughts from other people and not my own really helped me just follow my curiosities without judgment because I think I was judging myself really hard for the things that I found interesting because they didn't feel valid or they felt wrong in some way, according to the people around me. So being alone that. That- is so necessary. And I bet you feel the same. Yes, it's and it's so powerful and just like talking about how being alone really like on your own it allows you to start to create yourself and actually lean into what you really want apart from what other people want of you. And I think that is the biggest thing that I came to terms with in solo traveling was like for the first time I really just got to be with myself. In, in a new environment where no one knows who I am. They don't have any expectations. Oh my God, isn't that so fun? It's the most liberating thing. And at first I was like, you just learn so much about yourself because you you recognize that you're showing up from an energy of your truth and you kind of start to observe yourself like, oh, how am I when I meet new people? How am I when I'm in a social, set- a social setting? Do I like to facilitate conversation? Like, how am I when I, you know, feel awkward and anxious or like, you're also so different. Like you realize, oh my God, like I'm telling this story, but I've, I've always framed my life in this way for people that I know I'm going to run into again, or people that I know, know my friends or know my parents. Mm -hmm. And then when you talk to somebody in a different state who doesn't know you and you can actually describe yourself in a way that represents you, or like, I just, can openly say like, oh, I'm a human design reader to a complete stranger who doesn't have any context of who I am. And they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. And I was like, yeah, you're fucking right. It is cool. (laughs) And I should be able to tell close friends and family this and not feel shy about it. Mm. Um, But there is, it's so fun. I love walking into like a restaurant or a new city or talking to a stranger and just you get to fully be yourself in that moment. And you should always feel that way. But baby steps because people that have known you for your whole life, it can feel a lot harder to step into who you feel you are Mm -hmm. when they have context of who you were. Exactly. Um, And that takes a lot of inner work and that's a whole new episode. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. We'll dive into in a future episode. Alexis will be back. But no, I totally feel that like you can really create and like discover yourself from a place of like this actually feels aligned versus like this is what I think other people want of me and for me I think that really allowed me to just fully step into like the spiritual side of myself and as a result there's you know shifts and changes that are happening within my business and just so many so many things that I became aware of during my travels of like my truth and and what actually feels aligned and just not really being scared anymore to like embrace it uh feels so liberating but also I think with that being said and I feel like a lot of people whether or not you've you've traveled or done solo traveling like when you're doing the inner work you, this can also definitely happen, but it kind of reaches a point in which you've really shifted and evolved and maybe stepped into a version of yourself that feels more aligned than ever, more you and true to you than ever. Um, and when you're doing that inner work, like you're really growing on the inside. But it's like once you go back home and once you're done traveling or after three three months or six months or a year of doing that inner work, all of a sudden you're in an environment that kind of feels foreign. Like it feels like you are an alien in 
your own home that you're coming back to. And that is what I have been experiencing recently is extreme number one culture shock. I don't know, Alexis, if you felt kind it's of a, a reverse shock. culture shock. Yeah. It's a reverse culture, culture shock, shock when you come back from a different country and then you come back to the to America and everyone Very is different. go, go, go again because we are the only country that really operates the in this way where it's just like boom, boom, boom. And that was a question I had for you earlier. Like, mm-hmm. did you feel a struggle to slow down when you were traveling alone? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I definitely did. Like impatient standing in lines. And I'm like, wait, I'm not in a rush for anything. Like, why do I feel this internal pressure to like rush through this when I have nowhere to rush to? It was like a weird thing to decondition. Mm-hmm. And then you're then you're popped right back into it when you come back. And yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, I definitely felt that at the it's kind of hard because I did grow up a bit in with Mexican culture. So they're much more laid back, like go with the flow intuitive. So I kind of grew up in a hybrid of cultures. So like it wasn't that much of a shock, but obviously I grew up in America. So I have that conditioning of like hustle and like, go, go, go. Everything needs to be as fast as possible. Like, and I did notice, like, I think you just become very aware of like conditioning, especially, especially cultural conditioning when you're in a totally different culture in different country. And I just noticed they're not as in a rush to get to places. So like, I mean, driving is kind of chaotic there, but like walking on the street, like people walk really slow and there's me like wanting to get to every place so slow or so fast. And I would just notice myself like being frustrated with people and I would recognize that. I'm like, wait, like, why am I trying to rush there? Like, why am I trying to get my food so fast or like eat this meal so fast or just all these things? Because it is it is so different. And then I got used to that. So coming back home and coming back to like this, everyone's kind of, I I felt like robotic a little bit, like rushing to every place, like doing their work as fast as they can, eating very quick. Like it has felt like a complete reverse culture shock. And also like just being in such a different version of myself now, I feel like who I left home and who I am now, like, yeah, it's still Carly. I'm still interested in similar things, but I'm just I'm a lot different, honestly. I, I've awakened to certain things about myself and different ways of seeing the world and different cultures and different, yeah, lifestyles that I can't go back to who I was before. So being back in this environment just feels very, especially my home, my home, my childhood home, which I know I know you went back to for some time as well. So I'm sure you had a similar experience. But just like that past conditioning is almost trying to creep up and see if it has place in my mind and my energy to kind of like take up space and um, kind of take over again. And it's really been a very, very weird time of transition. So just to kind of finish off with like the transition back and the transition into integrating who you've become with the environment that holds the old energy of you kind of or just like yeah, yeah. like that transition back home how was yeah that? I've definitely noticed that I'm carrying obviously different kind of different values um or maybe not values because I value freedom and growth I've I've kind of narrowed it to those two that every decision I make has to do with freedom and growth in some way but little things like traveling on the road and realizing how little I really need to survive. So in decorating my bedroom that I have now, I'm really curating what are the things that really make me happy. Like I don't need an absurd amount of 
decor, I do have like a vibe going on, but I am not like hoarding and collecting so much stuff. And I also know that when I move out of here, I'm probably going to sell everything and rebuy like material possessions don't have such a hold on me anymore, which is amazing. Um, And also wearing what I want. I started experimenting with my style in Italy because no one knew me. So I'm like, why am I not doing this here? So I'm experimenting with that. Um, Really accepting my love for human design and creating my own business and starting to talk to people about it. That's been in this month, honestly. It's taken so long for me to be just like open and honest about what I'm doing and telling my coworkers about it. So yeah, just really stepping into who I know myself to be. Yeah. So I feel like just when you're coming back, it's all about integrating the version of you that you have discovered into your life back home or back in the environment that you were before you were traveling. Or, you know, even if you're just at home doing this inner work and all of a sudden six months later, you're like, damn, I'm very different and certain things no longer feel aligned, whether it's, you know, your room, the way you decorate, the way that you live, the way that you operate, the people you surround yourself with, you don't have to integrate it all at once. And I feel like that for me was the pressure when I first got back was like, oh my God, I'm in shock. Everything needs to change now to make me feel comfortable once again where I'm at. And it's just realizing that the version that you're becoming is, or the version that you've became like throughout your travels is going to have to slowly change the environment that you're now moving back into to fit that version. And it can't be just like an overnight shift. You can't overnight, you know, drop these people that no longer feel good, completely switch the job, completely do all of that. Like, sure you could, but it'd probably be very overwhelming and like complete chaos. So it's just being like, you know what? It's okay that things don't feel 100% comfortable right now and they don't 100% align with this version of me that I've become. But what can I do to slowly start to change those things, to slowly start to implement the values of the person that I have become into the life that I'm now coming back home or now that I'm in like at this new stage of my life. Um, So for me, I've kind of integrated who I've become with my current reality of things by just really solidifying my spiritual routines. Like for me, just recognizing that I am a very spiritual person. And that's something that really helps me to feel grounded. I have like been prioritizing creating solid like spiritual routines that just allow me to, even though I'm in like the a very white conservative suburban neighborhood, <laughs> like just allowing me to have my own space and my own routines in which I can come back to my values so that even when I'm in spaces that I kind of feel like I don't really fit in, I can still feel grounded within and I don't feel like I need to conform to what other people want of me or what other people's values are. Um, So I love Alexis that you even, you know, did that in your new place of like integrating this more minimalistic kind of vibe and just, yeah, with time, like after your travels, it wasn't right away that you began, began doing human design and talking about your business and blah, blah, blah. But that unraveled and was integrated as a result of everything you learned and became throughout your travels. So I just absolutely. And it's still evolving. It's evolving too. Like, I never talked on camera. I didn't take a selfie. Like, I was not into doing that. I just had this thought that that was just not for me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And now I've gotten into it and I love it. I love filming. I think it's really fun and entertaining and creative. And so showing up on camera doesn't bother me anymore. But I practiced it the whole time I was in Italy 
the in Italy was the first time I spoke on my stories and it's the most awkward story you'll ever see. I actually look like I'm being held at gunpoint because I I look visi- visibly uncomfortable in that video. But it was the first time I did something new and scary. Like that was just as scary as driving to California, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like it's baby steps on everything. Yeah. Practice doing things that make you uncomfortable. I think that is the biggest thing. Biggest takeaway I would say from my travels was get used to being uncomfortable. And like once you can do one scary, bold move, you can do the next. Once you can drive to California, you can show up on IG Live. Once you, you know, it's, it's just applying what you learn now in different situations. And, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like for me, Alexis, you were such a big inspiration and support during my own solo travels because I knew that you did it before me. And I was like, if this badass girl can do it, I know that I can do it as well. And I just felt like a on... proud mom. I felt like a yeah, proud mom, like I... seeing your stories and I was reading them. I'm like, look at her go. And I just, there were so many times I wanted to message and voice memo you, but I'm just like, no, she's going to catch me up when she gets back. Mm-hmm. I She does not need to sit on her phone and listen to me voice memo her. Like oh. she's going to do her thing. I'm so excited to hear about all of it. Yes. But I, I honestly, I feel like having Having Alexis and I, like if you have been thinking about travel, whether it's you want to do a weekend getaway, you want to just go do a road trip, you want to straight up go and backpack somewhere, like utilize people around you as an example or as kind of showing you that it is possible. And like lean on us. If you're someone that's interested or you're just like, I need to shake things up. I know that my comfort zone has become a little too comfortable. Like DM Alexis or I right now and just be like, hey, like I need inspiration. I need creativity. I need some sort of growth or shift. Like, is there any like support, you know, you can give me or whatever. And we'll, I mean, I'm going to encourage anyone that wants to, to leave their current comfort zone right now and experience that growth. Um, so, you know, moving forwards, if you guys are interested ever in travel in solo travel and any sort of travel and backpacking DM Alexis and I, because I know that like having someone, I know Alexis and another, um, uh, girl as well that followed me who had been solo traveling and just leaning on their advice and support during my transition and taking that big leap was so, so helpful. And even just getting little pointers. Um, we didn't talk that much about like how we ended up, you know, booking places to stay or hostels or all of that. But if you guys want more information on that, please DM us and we can definitely provide like ins and outs of like the apps we used, um, things that we did to like make sure that, you know, we were safe and like all that stuff. We can even pr- uh, record another podcast on like more of the planning logistical side um, while also like inviting that intuitive flow in. Um, but yeah, Alexis, do you have anything else you want to say to maybe anyone that's looking to take a leap or that is craving, you know, leaving their comfort zone, but is scared right now? Oh my gosh, you're going to be scared no matter what but you can choose whether that impacts you in a positive way or a negative way. I'd say that what really finalized and solidified my decision to go was that I wrote down every single one of my fears of every bad thing that could possibly happen. And then I sat with each one of them and solved it. 
So mm-hmm. if I had I a fear, <laughs> one example, very simple, I had a fear of popping a tire and being stranded on the side of the road because I didn't know how to change a tire. So I learned how to change a tire. <laughs> like mm. how, how do you solve and like work with those fears? Because you're going to have fears. And once you solve it, it literally dissolves and you probably won't ever think of it again because your mind is protecting you and you're, you're like reassuring it almost like a small child. It's like inner child healing work that you're doing there just to make sure that you're safe. So no matter what, as long as you are continuing to like pay attention to the fear, but don't let it drive your life. Mm -hmm. It's important because your fear keeps you safe, but at some point you're just going to have to leap into the unknown and also know that you are never, ever, ever alone. There are so many people in the world. And like we talked about, people are meant to be interacted with. And I choose to believe that most people are kind. Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you that I ran into any bad or mean people, but I also put it out there that I'm not going to because Mm -hmm. most people are kind. (laughs) Yeah. But people are there to help you. They're there to be resources, ask people for help. And yeah, you're never alone. Even Mm -hmm. if you're traveling solo, you're never truly alone. Mm, I love that so much. So powerful. Yeah. And something that I always do too is like if there's ever something that I have been thinking about that my intuition is kind of leading me to, but I'm really scared, I always think like at the end of my life, will I really be upset that I took this leap? Will I really like, you know, just think and at the end of your life, are you going to be more upset that you did or you didn't take that leap? Like it's almost always that you didn't. So just do it. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, thank you so, so much for joining me, Alexis. Let the listeners know how they can find you and connect with you. Yeah. So my business is shifting yet again. I'm very excited about it. You can find me on Instagram at Destination X Alexis. And I am a human design reader. I'm very excited about it. And the fact that I can even say that confidently out loud is a testament to my growth. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love reading charts right now. I am just offering one-on-one 60-minute sessions for $111 because angel numbers are fun. (laughs) Why not? And I'm currently working on... Like practicing on my end, I know I could put it out there right now, but couples readings Mm. and not necessarily romantic couples, like get in there with your best friend, get in there with your mom, um, figure out your energy dynamic. It's really fun. Human design is just a really great tool to learn how your energy flows within you and how you are here to interact with the world. It can provide guidance on your life purpose and how your intuition comes across and how to better pay attention and just flow with life in the most easeful way possible. So it's super, super fun. There's a link in my bio on Instagram to run your chart. It's completely free um, mm-hmm. just to see if you're a generator, a manifester, a reflector. I am a 5-1 sacral generator. So I follow my gut, as you can tell from all the stories we told. <laughs> and I'm here to light up the world with my knowledge and help you find simple solutions in your life. So that is my design. And I would be so excited to help you discover yours. Beautiful. Yay. And yes, human design is epic. Alexis has done like mini sort of readings or just has let me know more about my human design. And it's been so helpful, especially before leaving for my travels, knowing my human design and how I operate and when something is in alignment and when it's out of alignment and what that feels like within 
was really helpful, even navigating travels on my own. So if you're about to take a leap, get to know your human design and it will help you navigate transition in times of uncertainty with more ease and grace. So I'll leave all of Alexis's links down below and leave a link to uh, sign up for call with her if you're interested in tapping into your human design. But I'm also, I forgot to mention, I have the Let It Flow podcast mm. that I host with my friend Carly, the one I visited in Italy. So she's usually in Italy and I am in Minnesota in the US. So we podcast together weekly. We have some fun guests on there. So I'll share that link with Carly too. Yes, we'll put all of that below. Definitely listen to it. They have the best guest experts and also they just have the best conversations on there. So thank you so much, Alexis, for joining us. I appreciate your time and just sharing your experiences. It's been such a treat. Um, And thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you thought. Once again, DM Alexis and I if you need any support, if you're interested, more questions about travel. We've got you. And yeah, till next time, chat with you guys later, sending love and light. And I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Bye. (laughs) Bye.